in today's show. I am here on YouTube live answering your questions and apparently losing my voice. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're here answering your questions on this show. I am going to have planning on having a couple of special guests come on today. I'm just organizing them at the moment. Um, just to answer a couple of questions, but first of all, Zoe was uh, Zoe Worth was right in there very early, dropping a super chat. She's in a standard points league, consolidating talent due to returning injured players. How about Mitch Robinson and Jamal Murray for Zach Levine? Any other ideas? Well, you know, on, on the surface of that, I love it. Levine has obviously been putting up huge numbers. Robinson is not as good in a points league as what he is in a uh, in a category league. So to me, it looks like you'd be getting a pretty good deal. There, especially if you are consolidating to bring guys back out of the um, out of the injured reserve slot. So you're talking about two guys who uh, you know are averaging 31 and 28 in Murray and Mitch Robinson, which isn't uh, you know, isn't a huge amount. And then you got Levine, who's giving you 43 a night. So to me, it's an absolute no-brainer. If you could get someone like that, uh, that is exactly what I would be doing. Um, all right, so I've got a, a couple of questions, a couple of people who are uh, we're gonna get have coming in. Um, I'm just going to just sort out these people. Oops, that's the wrong wrong code. I'm just trying to get my guests in here from the Locked On Podcast Network to come in and be able to uh, be able to talk to us uh, and answer some questions. Um, all right, so they're going to bring the first first person in here. I'm just stick my headphones on, and I'm going to be joined by uh, the host of the Locked On Celtics podcast, John Corrales, is here because I had people talking to me yesterday about um, the, the center rotation with the, with the Boston Celtics and the the non-playing of Robert Williams, who we know has got the best fantasy upside of, of those three centers. John, you're here. Can you hear me? No, John's still playing around. John, you're there. I am here now. Yeah, sorry about that. All right, I, I can hear you, but your, uh, your audio is very quiet. Let's... Okay. All right, there we go. That, that's Any better. better at all? That's better. Yep, yep. All right, here, here's the question for you, John. Um, the Celtics, they with Kemba Walker back, they're not starting that asinine two-center lineup. We saw Tristan Thompson start last game with Daniel Tice backing him up. But that meant that Robert Williams didn't play. Now, someone got into a bit of an argument with me uh, in the YouTube comments yesterday saying, Josh, why aren't you giving Rob Williams any slack? It's because he's coming back from COVID. He'll definitely get his 15 to 20 minutes a night. Let me put it to you. How do you see that center rotation playing out? Is Williams more at risk of not being a part of the every night rotation than versus those other two? Will they run three centers? Will they run two? How do you see it playing out? Well, it's funny because Brad Stevens did actually 
um, address that a little bit. They, they did start that two center lineup partly because they wanted to um, they wanted to get Robert Williams some minutes, and now it's going to be situational. I think there are going to be some matchups like the matchup against Philly, where there's so much size on on Philadelphia between Dwight Howard and Joel Embiid that it might be tough for Robert Williams to get his minutes there. But the Celtics do acknowledge that he deserves the minutes. He's earned minutes. And so there will be some nights where he gets those 20 minutes and there'll be some nights where he gets fewer than that. But right now there's a lot of flux because not only did Robert Williams come back off of the COVID uh, absence, Jason Tatum is about to come back off of COVID absence and Kemba Walker is being worked back into the rotation. So that's, that's uh, you know, that, that's certainly going to limit what the Celtics do with that center spot. So yes, on one hand, I think that Robert Williams will get minutes, but also on the other hand, situationally, there might be games where he doesn't. John, perfect. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for the answer. I'll, uh, I'll catch up with you soon. All right. See ya. Thanks, mate. All right. So let's, uh, Let's now bring in uh, Matt George, who's host of the Locked On Kings podcast, and I'm going to ask him about Tyrese Halliburton when he's in here, and then I'll get to your question straight away, but let's get these Locked On hosts in here. Matt George, I don't know if you can hear me yet, but I do have a question for you about the Kings rotation. Matt? Matt, are you there yet? Matt, can you hear me? Technical difficulties on the live stream. Matt? I got you. You got me okay? I got you. I got you. All right. The question for you, Matt, just to get you in and out of here quickly. The last three games, Tyrese Halliburton's minutes have been reduced. He's basically only playing, uh, well, especially last game, when Marvin Bagley is off the floor, and they've been pushing Bagley's minutes higher. Why is that, do you think? Or do you... Th- well, okay, why do you think that is? My theory is maybe is the fact that the Kings are getting just punked in these games, so they're just giving Bagley some extra minutes maybe to placate him towards the end of games, and he's closing these games, but they are blowouts. Why is Halliburton getting yeah, 22 minutes versus the 30, 31 minutes he was getting yeah, just a week or so ago? You know, it's a bit perplexing, and it's a good question, good thing to notice. Uh, and I think you're right. A lot of it does have to do with the fact that the Kings are out of these games. We are seeing Tyrese Halliburton playing a lot in the fourth quarter and in crunch time down the stretch in the games that the Kings had a chance in the fourth quarter. But uh, that petered out very, very quickly uh, as the Kings defense is all but disappeared. As for Marvin Bagley, uh, if there's any positive out of the way the Kings have been playing over the last couple of weeks, it's the fact that Bagley has started to look more comfortable. Now he, with the rest of the roster, is still atrocious on the defensive end of the floor, uh, but he has been... Uh, providing more production. So I wouldn't say Bagley's only in the game and getting more minutes because the Kings are getting blown out. Uh, But I think it's safe to say if the Kings were in these games, if they were closer, if the Kings were more competitive, we would see those Tyrese Halliburton minutes get higher. And I understand a balance of, hey, we want to protect our rookie a little bit, don't want to injure him or throw him out there in meaningless minutes. But at the same time, he's a rookie, still has to develop at the NBA level. Uh, So maybe those minutes are are when he needs to be out there. It's an interesting question amongst many things we question about Luke Walton's rotations. Matt, thank you for coming on and giving us your insight with that. Just a a quick hit there. Now, you guys can check out Matt on Locked on Kings for more in-depth King stuff. Matt, see you later. Pleasure to talk to you, Josh. Bye.
All right, guys, so a couple of Locked On hosts coming on there. Just get to some questions now. Darren Wilson, Dazza, says, G'day, Joshy. DeJounte Murray looked like a different player to last year. When considering dynasty ceilings for guys who were just right off their first season back from ACL injuries, I reckon that's not a bad idea. He uh, obviously had those struggles. We saw Levine have that struggle coming back from ACLs. Well, then you can look at a guy like Jabari Parker, who had um, yeah, those struggles and then tore his ACL again. So it, it is hard to fully you, you buy into that as a full theory, but I guess the second ACL tear for Parker is probably the bigger factor there. So I reckon that's a good point, Daz, and we need to be really, um, I guess, forgiving of the play of those guys coming back off their ACL injuries or Achilles injuries for that that matter. Kevin Astor, is it possible to win a category league without a streaming spot? Right now, my most droppable or lowest ranked player is Aaron Gordon. Uh, yeah, but you have to be just so, so good in so many areas. Um, you just have to be dominant, really. And, and I think in the end, you're probably going to, especially when it comes to the playoffs, you're probably going to need that streaming spot. It is theoretically possible, but I, I wouldn't say that it's the likely way to go about it. H Chambers, outside of Draft Tracker, what's your top three member tools you personally use on Basketball Monster in a category league? Um, Okay, so draft track obviously during the draft. Now I don't know. It's hard for me because I'm obviously working the back end of it, but I use the weekly projections a lot in weekly start and sit leagues, so I can see who's projected to have the best impact over the course of the week. I use the smart tool in a head-to-head matchup in in roto leagues. I use that quite a bit, and I just use the basic projection um, screen as well. I use Trade Monster somewhat too, but I mainly just use the projection screen as the other one. And another question, who is having a better season, Jalen Brown or Jeremy Grant? Wow. I would say it's Jalen Brown because he is driving wins more than Jeremy Grant, but it's uh, yeah, Grant's been amazing this year for sure. Next question, Mehmet Baskolyu. Josh, my big rotation is Collins, Towns, Wood, Holmes, PJ, and the good guards I have are Brogdon, Shea, Smart. Should I trade Morant for Wood? Um, so you, uh, you mean you want to trade Mar- uh, Wood for Morant? Uh, okay, well... The question I would ask you there is is why. It's not necessarily about balancing those things, but you're obviously going to lose some some blocks by getting rid of Christian Wood, but you're going to gain assists. So are you dominating in blocks? Are you very close in assists and you need that to push you over the edge? Because it could be a situation where you are you know, pretty solid in blocks and just dead last in assists, which looking at your list, maybe, maybe you are. Um, it, it's not as simple as... Just you know, these guys are a similar value. Do I trade from? You need to have a look at where you've been competitive in those categories and how that change will impact how you then match up against the rest of the league. And I take these headphones off. Um, so you, yeah, you need you need to pay attention to that. I, I think I yeah, look, I think I probably would keep Wood, but especially if you're winning at the moment and that's how your lineup's working, I, I would keep him. Although he is out for the next couple of games. Uh, all right, now I'm going to try and just scroll through back and see all these super chats that I have missed when I was talking to guests. Clark Shepard, Josh, my man. 12-team, 9-cat. I got offered PJ Washington and Draymond Green for Ben Simmons. Should I pull the trigger? I, I don't think that I would. Um, I-, I think I would just keep Simmons in that scenario. I, I can't see me doing it. Alfred Zuck. Rudy for Shea and Smart in Yahoo Points Leagues. Double-double plus seven. Uh, oh God, I hate double-doubles as a category and as a bonus. Oh, I hate it. Um... Shea, Smart, Rudy. All right, let's have a look. Again, these questions, most of these ones, you can, you can have a look at how I project these players on Basketball Monster. Shea is, what, averaging 38 points so far this season. Marcus Smart is averaging 29 points so far this season. And Rudy Gay, oh, Rudy Gay, Rudy Gobert is averaging, this is a standard league, he's averaging 39, but then you've got the double-doubles pushed in there. 
Uh, look, it depends on who else is going to be available there on your waiver wire, Alfred. Um, I think I would take the Shea side, though. All right, just going to go through, find these questions. Oh, someone just dropped one there. BZ Shineman, 10-person, 9-cat. I'm in first. I lead the league in every counting stat. Do I trade away Harden, Levert, and Cantor for Tatum, Towns, and Oladipo? Now, the question to you, BZ, is why? You're already leading the league in every category. Cantor, yeah, it's just going to be a streamable spot for you. The problem I guess you have there is Levert, right? Um, and we don't know when he's going to be back. And getting a package of Tatum and Towns is pretty intriguing to me. And Oladipo. Because Levert and Cantor, yeah, Levert's going to be a zero for a while and Cantor's going to be a zero later on in the season. So while... I do value having Harden in your situation with those two guys who are you know, sort of expendable. I don't mind that move. Again, you, how have you gone this last week with Levert out? Have you still been dominating everything? Because then maybe I'd hold, but it is really tough to go past the Tatum and Towns combo, even though Tatum and Towns aren't playing currently. But you've got a bit of a buffer if you're on top already. Austin Coffee Moore, Yahoo 10 Team Points League. What side would you rather? Tobias Harris and Devin Booker or Brandon Ingram and Pascal Siakam? You guys can see these things. You, you can see how you, how many points these players are averaging. Like you, you can see that. Ingram is averaging, what, 40 points? Siakam is averaging 37 points. So you're talking 77 points between the two of them. Tobias Harris, the thick hogsman, he's averaging 36. And Devin Booker is averaging. Let's have a look. 33. So, you know, when you look at it, the production of the Ingram side is probably better. Now, you can expect a bit of an improvement there for Booker, but I think I'd just take the guys. I don't, I don't, I don't see huge, huge, huge amounts changing. So I think I would just take the side that's performing at a higher level. Devin Booker for Clint Capella in an ESPN points league. Uh, as, I, as I said before, like I don't think huge amounts is changing with Devin Booker, who is what? averaging 31 on ESPN. I think he can get to maybe 35. And Capella is averaging 38. And I think he's going to be around that mark. So probably not. I think I'd probably just stick with uh, Capella. Um, DeJounte Murray for Nurkic, Derek White, and Jaron Jackson. I will be able to make the playoffs. Okay, but you get those three guys, right, Drin, and you have to drop two people. Now, Nurkic is out six weeks. Derek White's probably got two to three weeks left. Jaron Jackson's going to be returning pretty soon, it looks like. I think I would, but also pay attention to who you have to drop. Um, Because it is going to be rough to have those two guys, Nurkic and White, sitting there and not playing. And then Jackson for Murray, I could argue that that could be equal. It could be pretty even. Uh, But then you've got to deal with those drops. But if you think you're making the playoffs, then I think it is a win for you. Arushan Vardatan. Should I trade PG-13 and Oladipo for Aiton and Haywood? I lost Tom Bryant, only have one center, which I use for streaming. Now, I would not give up Paul George in that situation at all. I, I just wouldn't do it. Find another way to get another center. Evan Smith, Josh, my league is nine cat where our record carries over each week instead of going one. Oh, what does that mean? What do you mean your record carries over each week? Evan, I have no idea what that means. Is punting categories as effective in this type of format? Do you mean, Evan... Each category wins, so you win 5-4. That's the only thing I can think of that you mean there. Is punting as effective in this type of format? Yes, it is. 
Because you don't need to win 7-2 each week to make playoffs. If you win 6-3s and 5-4s majority of the time, you'll make the playoffs. And then when you get to the playoffs, it turns into a 1-0 type of scenario. So yes, it still is. It's not quite as effective, but it is still effective. Daniel Egan. Would I do Lonzo for Baisley and DeAndre Jordan in the 16-team category league? Eh, I'm not not sure. But getting depth in a 16-team league is important. So that's something to pay attention to. But they are very, very different players. Losing assists for an inefficient scorer and a um, and a big man. It just really is a change. I probably would just to get the extra depth in. Matty Wagner. Should I trade Dame, Brogdon, and Embiid for Luca and Christian Wood? It feels like too much in a points league. It, 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 feels, it feels a little bit like too much. Embiid's killing it at the moment. Uh, Lillard's not as good in a points league, but it does feel like too much to give up uh, Embiid and Dame. Connor Gates. Simmons and Herter for... Vucevic and or Vucevic or Tatum, um, Simmons and Herder for Vucevic or Tatum, like it's easy, just whatever you want to take either of them. That is a, a clear win to me there, Connor. All right, let's go through and see what other super chats I've missed. Hero or Smart? Smart, thanks, Chet. Uh, Tesh Desai, I got Halliburton for Shake Milton. Is that a good deal? I, I think so. Yeah, um, but you've done the deal already. Uh, let's have a look. What other questions have we got here? As my dog starts barking for some reason, I don't know what his problem is. Um, that's what his problem is. Someone's at the door. Um, Travis Cockerell, ESPN New Point 16 team. I've got buyer's regret. I just traded PG13 for Rudy and Heald. Should I ship Heald given his recent improvement? Um, yeah, I don't like that deal really at all, but you've done it and you can't go past that at this point. Um, should you sh- look? It depends what you get back, Trav. If you're going to get Shake Milton back for Buddy Hield, I don't think I'd do it. But if you can get back some good value with Hield playing well, then yeah, I- I'm not that keen on on Buddy Hield to be honest. There is a lot of people asking questions down here, um, which is awesome. Love everyone here. What's the ceiling on Hero? I don't think it's anywhere near Noel. I don't think it's anywhere near as high as some people believe it is. I think that maybe he can get to top 80 this year. Maybe. But I'm not even convinced of that. Like, it's his good games have all come when he's the only guy with the ball in his hands. And that's just not going to be the case for the majority of this season. If I have a look at where Hero is currently ranked this year, he is the 106th ranked player. Um, I think he can get inside the top 100, but yeah, not not hugely inside the top 100. Um, Jonas Valanciunas or Larry Nance? Valanciunas there pretty easily to me. Is Alec Burks absolutely a 12-team must-roster for points league? Well, Keegan, Alec Burks was like a top 40 player before he got injured. Now, I don't think he's going to do that, but I don't think I'd be... I don't think I'd just be leaving him on the wire in case he's not. So I would probably say, yes, he is a must-roster player. What do I think of Dorian Finney-Smith in a 14-teamer with Christos Porzingis returning? Well, someone's going to have to go to the bench. Will they go back to Hardaway on the bench? Or will it be Finney-Smith on the bench? Look, Finney-Smith is not a good fantasy player at all. He's a steals streamer type of guy. I don't think KP will really impact him that much. I think he's fine in a 14-team league. Corey Hernandez, Yahoo Points League. Do I trade the headmaster for Conley? Um, look, both guys are in a bit of a slump at the moment. I, I'm just going to have a look at how I project these guys in a points league. Um, all right, 32 for Conley and 32. I've got them literally projected right next to each other. So the question is, who do you want? Like, do you, do you want 
Conley or do you want Murray? Like it's there's no clear cut answer there according to how I'm projecting them anyway. Do I trade Drummond for Zion in the Yahoo points league? I reckon I, I reckon I would. Uh, I, I'm really worried about what um, Drummond's minutes are going to be like. Um, when are you dropping Aldridge in a points league, Justin? I I talked to I talked about that a little bit yesterday, Justin. I I'm not. In a shallow league, I'm, I'm not convinced you need to hold on. In a 12-teamer, but just have a look who else is on your wire. Is there anyone better out there? Is there anyone that actually looks good or is just a short-term you know, bump? Because um, Ulrich obviously has that upside to get back. So I wouldn't be that quick in a 12-teamer, but you got it's got to be on your mind, and it obviously is because people are asking this question. Where, what, Who would you aim to get for Brogdon? He, where is he projected in your projections? Well, you can see where he's projected in my projections by looking at my projections. I can't give away everything that I do, literally, which is my job. You can go and check that out. Um, what's a good trade to get rid of Jimmy Butler? Literally the worst time, Jackson Barnes, Barnesy, to get rid of Jimmy Butler. The guy's not even playing, and he struggled when he did. So you don't get rid of him. You hold on to him. This is a top 30, 35 player at worst when he's back and, and rolling. And you're not going to get that value. What's Boogie's value with Christian Wood out? I think for the next two games, Boogie can be a top 100 player at worst. But he is struggling. There's no doubt he's struggling. Um, so I think you can have a you can have a look at him as definitely a streamer, like a really strong streamer and someone to add. But then it's just going to be a drop situation. A junior. ESPN points default. Should I give my Embiid and Trey for Cat Simmons and Collins? I don't have to do this. Seeing if I should hold and trade elsewhere. People are absolutely one hundred percent addicted to trading. You don't have to trade. I will go through multiple fantasy seasons and never do a trade. You don't have to do it. Um, my question always is why? Why, Junior? Do you want to do this trade? Because that should be the number one question. If you're looking at doing a trade, the number one question should be, why? Why am I doing this? Like, what's what am I trying to get out of it? Um, Cat, Simmons, Collins, Embiid and Trey. I got Embiid like, yeah, look, he's like a 50-point producer in an ESPN. Trey's like what? He's averaging almost 40 this year. Um yeah, you know, what's Cal Anthony Towns at? He's averaging 51. So you're talking Cat and Embiid has been basically the same. Then you got Simmons and Collins for Trey, basically. But then you'd have to drop someone else as well. I reckon I'd probably just hold the Trey side, to be honest. Dwayne Castillo got offered Cat and Aaron Gordon for Boucher and Oubre. Do I take it? Yeah, I, I would take that. When will Cat be back? I would say it's going to be like a week, maybe with his uh, COVID diagnosis. But I, I would take that deal. No problem. Is it worth going for the Brooklyn trio? I don't really understand what that question means, Conrad. Is it worth going for them? What, like trying to trade Durant, Kyrie, and Harden in? Um, I don't know. I I think there's going to be a lot of ups and downs with them this year in terms of who is going to have um, um, who's going to have the yeah, the ball the majority of the time. So. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be giving up top dollar to get them. I'll, I'll put it that way. Uh, Chuklis, 11. Who would win in a bar fight, LeBron or Zion? LeBron, he's older. Um, someone here said, Mama Yama said he skipped my super chat. I, I didn't see it. Um, just drop a comment, Mama Yama, again, and I will get to it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. There's, there's so many chats going on here, guys. 
And sometimes I do miss them and I apologize. But Mamayama, if you just drop your question again, not don't have to do it as another super chat. Just drop your comment again. And I will get to it. Um, Jonathan Daytouche, do you think that postponed games will get played? Yes. And count for the week they were originally scheduled in. Absolutely no way they'll get count for the week they were scheduled in. Or they'll count for the week they're played in. Uh, yeah, they'll count for that week that they're played in. They're not going to go back and redo uh, lineups or anything like that. That's not going to happen. What are my thoughts on Jaron Jackson in a points league? I think he should be rostered in a points league. Uh, thoughts is not a question that, is, that gives you an ability to ask me a proper question, guys. LeBron and Jar for Drew Holiday and Steph Curry. I'm currently struggling in my league, hoping to lose some assists for threes and steals. Okay, uh, I think it's I think it's worthwhile. I, I think that's yeah, I would do that. That, that makes sense, and especially given uh, what your need is. All right, Mamayama, I'm first in a 14 team category league. What's, who's a good speculative ad? I'm making the playoffs. Pirtle, Okoro. I'm not sure Okoro is the great a great spec ad. I think Pirtle's an interesting one. I'd probably be looking at him and just seeing what they do with uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. So I think he's a he's a really strong option to have a look at as a speculative type ad in uh, in a league like that, especially with uh, the level that he's been playing at. Um. All right. Is Cam Reddish a hold in a points league? Well, if you're in a 12 teamer, I I don't think so. No. Is Vanderbilt rosterable in 12-team head-to-head leagues? He's barely... Look, he had a great first game. Poor second game. Um, Jaden McDaniels outplayed him. Whether that is going to be how things continue, I'm not sure. Uh, For the short term, he's at least worth holding. We'll put it that way. Corey Hernandez, Yahoo Points League. Trade Murray and Nance for Conley and Markinen. Maybe? Again, why? Why do you want to do this? These these are the questions that I'm always going to ask. Because what why what what are we what are we trying to achieve here? Yeah, Conley's averaging 32 points at the moment. Um, Markinen just came back from his uh, isolation. He's averaging what 30 31 this season. So yeah, you're talking about you know 31 32. So. You know, 63 between the two of those guys. And then you've got Murray and Nance. Now, Nance is going to drop off. Nance is averaging 31. And Murray, I don't know which Murray, so I'll assume it's DeJounte, and he's averaging 36. While Jamal's averaging 31. I, I think the side that doesn't have Nance is the side that I would want there. I, I cannot I cannot stress this to you enough. The So many questions I get are about trades. Um. Line out, man. I missed your super chat. Drop it in again, mate, and I'll have a look. Don't have to super chat. Just put it in. I'll be looking out for your name. Um, So many questions are about... are about trades. People are absolutely addicted to trades. It's... And I think... And I said this. I think that more often than not... More often than not, you can hurt your team. And that's really not what you want to be doing. Someone says I missed their super chat. Neil, Demar for MPJ and Halliburton. Yeah, I think I think I would get that MPJ side. I think there's a chance he's better than Demar DeRozan this season. Um, line out, man. Did you re-ask the question? Sorry, guys. It's so hard for me to see all of these coming through. There is a lot that's going on. Line out, man. You missed my super chat. Just drop your question in and I'll find it. Talking about Jamal Murray Corey on that one, yeah. So that was the, definitely not that side then, not not the Nance side in, in that question. Does assist to turnover 
change nine cat rankings much? It does a little bit. Yeah, it does. Zeus de los Santos, Drummond Outlook, please. I spoke about this ad nauseum in the Harden trade video. I spoke about it yesterday as well. I, I think he's not playing 32 minutes a night. I talked about it in the sell high video the other day. He's not playing 32 minutes a night moving forward because that would mean that Jared Allen plays 16 minutes a night. And that is not how I think it's going to go. So he is going to lose a ton of value. The thing you have to realize is, guys, you know, if, if I do miss a super chat, but the chat is limited on YouTube. It doesn't let me scroll all the way back to the top to see it. So I do apologize. Um, but if you just drop your question in again, line up, man, and I'll find it. Because we're, we're going to wrap this up real soon as well. Is Cody Zeller a pickup in a 12-team league? Look, he is so low upside. I think he's fine. I think he's fine to add. Like, he's got got value. He's okay as a back-end guy, but his upside is just so, so low that you know, is, it, is it worth grabbing him? Or is it at least, you know, going and grabbing him before he returns or seeing what he does? Like, I think he's fine to have. I, I just don't think his upside is very high at all. And that's what I think about Cody Zeller. Line out, man. What are my thoughts on Booker? Uh, I think that the assists aren't coming back. I think he can do a little bit better in other areas, but I don't think he's going to be that guy we hoped he would be next to Chris Paul. He's just not getting those assist opportunities. And Vucevic, is he a sell high? Not really, because who's coming back outside of Fournier, who's back now, that's going to impact things? Vuce is playing at this level. Now, maybe he drops off a little bit, but he's still going to be a comfortable top 30 player and probably a top 25 player the rest of the way. So while he's been awesome and some of the usage will probably go away, when uh, well, we're with Fournier back in the lineup, I don't think it's going to be a, an outrageous change. Like he is the 13th ranked player this season. Uh, Vooch, um, yeah, I think he, he maybe falls down yeah, six to seven spots out, out of that area. We are going to wrap this up now. We're going to give we'll get one more question. Um, what do you do with uh, the last question? Chet Manley, this is it. Do you cut your own hair and are you left-handed? I don't cut my own hair. I either go and get someone to cut it or my partner cuts it. Am I left-handed? No, I am right-handed. Don't know why you would ask if I'm left-handed, but I appreciate that um, I appreciate that question. I most importantly appreciate that, uh, that super chat. Thank you very much, Chet. Guys, we'll wrap this up. Don't forget, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, am I saying MPJ is better than DeRozan this season? I think he can be. Uh, let's let me have a look. I, I'm talking off the top of my head. Let me have a look at my projections and see where they line up. Um, that's just to clarify something. Yeah, look, I have them very very close, and I have Porter marginally ahead of um, of DeRozan this season. So yes, Neil, that is what I have. All right, guys. Don't forget, subscribe. Hit a like on this video while you're here. But subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. And on YouTube, guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.